Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. This conversation is actually going to be a live that I did with Giselle of Mighty Emotions. And so I feel like you guys are going to be getting a lot more lives from me because God has really been speaking to me about sharing more just conversations in real time and doing more of these videos. And so I'm going to definitely be repurposing those as podcasts. And so if you want to make sure you're catching those live, make sure that you are following me on Instagram so you can catch them in real time and be able to ask questions and things like that. Um, But yeah, otherwise, this is an amazing podcast episode. We talked all about emotions, feeling our emotions, what our emotions are telling us, and how to develop self-trust through our feelings and emotions. And so I am super excited for this conversation. I think it's going to be a blessing to you because it has definitely been a blessing for me. Make sure that you guys have your notebooks, pens ready to go because this is just jam-packed with um, some good gems. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and make sure to either tag me on Instagram or send me a DM about anything that resonated with you in today's episode. We're live. Welcome, welcome. I'm just going to wait for Giselle to log on here. Let me see. This is my first time, you guys. Um having a guest on here. There we go. Hello. Let me put on a filter. Hello. What was that? I'm like, let me let me put on a filter. Yes, girl. <laughs> put on that filter. Listen, we can we'll be beautiful filter or not. Don't matter. And yeah, right. Playing, I'm here for it. How are you doing today? Oh girl, I am uh, I am in need of some rest and some pleasure mm. and some restoration. But I'm good. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm good. I love like your awareness. Like you know what you need always, and you're able to like put words to it. That is like the hardest thing I feel like for me. Like I had a friend who asked me before, like Chanel, what do you want? I think I might have shared mm-hmm. this to you before. Mm-hmm. And since then, that's been a question that I always ask myself, like, what do I want? What do I want? So I love that you said that. Um, I'm you really good. I feel like we just got Luca down for his nap, and so it's just kind of that like you know, the the transition from mommy mode to this mode, business mode, um, serving mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, you know, going in between that. But I am excited for today's conversation yeah. um, because we got some people joining on and um, I just want to jump right in and just kind of start the conversation. Do so, it. For those who do not know, my name is Chanel Miller and I am a confidence and life coach for women. And I help women rest and be still. Um, What that means is that a lot of times we are going through the motions, we're hustling, we're doing a lot of different things, coming from a space of um, stress, um, exhaustion, doubt, a lot of those feelings. And so, as you know, we cannot use the parts of our brains that are important for decision-making, things of that nature. And so Mm -hmm. I really help women rest and be still so that that way they can take empowered action and purposeful action um, from a calmer state. So that's a little bit about me. Hey, Tyler. Tyler is actually the reason that me and Giselle have met. So she yeah. is a connector on here. Um, the best. Haven't, the best. Look at her. Yes. Um, so yeah, tell everyone a little bit about you. You are the founder of Mighty Emotions. Um, so just tell a little bit about your story, how you got into that and whatever. Yeah feels whatever comes up whatever comes absolutely up. yes so thank you Shana um 
yeah, Tyler is the reason we met, and I'm so grateful for that. I am the creator of Mighty Emotions, which is a uh, a coaching platform that I'm building to provide training and education to adults on their emotions, understanding what their emotions are, understanding why we have emotions, understanding what to do about them, um, because they're unavoidable parts of life that most people are unaware of how to deal with or respond to mm -hmm. in healthy ways. So I work with my clients to help them regain a sense of confidence and a sense of control in their lives mm -hmm. by understanding actually how to work with their emotions in tangible ways. There's a lot of kind of different angles to take when it comes to processing our emotions, right. but I find that a lot of it doesn't actually get to the root of things. And I like to be efficient. So I like to get to the root of it, teach you how to get to the root of it so that you can trust your emotions. And mm. I think that that works, ties in really well with our conversation yes. about self-trust. Yes, yes, yes. Which obviously, I may mean, have questions here that I'm going to ask, but I always want to know why. Mm -hmm. Like, why mm -hmm. emotions? Why is this important for you? Why is it valuable for women specifically to really mm -hmm. appreciate and honor and know about our emotions? Well, yeah, like, because how else can we navigate life without burning out? Like, how, how else do we survive? How else do we thrive? Um, because our emotions are information, right? And the information that they're showing us is what we need mm -hmm. that isn't being satisfied. And I think that when we know how to work with them, not even just for us, when we understand them as a whole, we are more empathic, we are more compassionate, we know how to show up for the people around us instead of trying to fix them and feeling the pressure like the responsibility we put on ourselves to try to fix everyone and how they're feeling goes away when we understand that their feelings are really good for them to have and to become familiar with and to work with um, so it really gives us more power I think yeah. we give our power away a lot in resistance like that's the biggest source of giving our power away is not being honest with what's showing up for us like I started off this live being like I need rest. I need pleasure. I need ple because yeah. I know that not acknowledging that, even if I can't address it right now in this moment, not mm -hmm. acknowledging that is going to drain my energy more than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ain't that the truth? That's literally like been like my whole entire life. I feel like that's the journey that I'm on right now. Like mm -hmm. when we first met, I was like the timing of when we met. It was like we all know about our emotions. We all know about our feelings, but it's a different level of actually knowing that there is a reason for them and that they're really communicating with you. And like you said, mm -hmm. it gives you that power back. So we'll be talking a little bit about emotions and feelings and all that stuff as it pertains to like self-trust. Mm -hmm. And so um, the first thing I kind of wanted to start off, which I thought was interesting. So I was, you know, I love definitions. I love looking things up. <laughs> yes. yes. And so I was looking at the definition of self-trust. And the definition of self-trust is self-confidence. And so I was like, wait a second, because, you know, like I do confidence coaching. And so I was like, you know what, let me look at the definition of like what confidence is. Mm -hmm. And so the definition of confidence is the feeling, which I thought was interesting. It's like the first thing they say is the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, or belief that one can rely on someone or something or having firm trust. So mm -hmm. that is what confidence is, is truly just believing in yourself, having unshakable, undoubtable trust in yourself. And so now that we know the definition of that, like Love it. the dictionary, how would you describe self-trust? Like, what does that definition mean for you? 
Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier because I knew we were going to have this conversation. And when I think about trust, I think about, well, when I think about self-trust specifically, I think about our ability to be honest with ourselves and hold whatever's going, like hold ourselves through whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that that doubt creeps in when, so I shared this on a Reels or something a while back, like trust in itself to me requires evidence. And when we don't trust, it's because we don't have evidence, right? Um, But at the same time, I would say that it's our responsibility to create evidence and to create new evidence. So when it comes to trusting myself, I know that as I've gotten more honest with myself and learned to say, yes, this is what I'm actually going through. Yes, this is what I'm actually feeling. Yes, this is my actual experience. Um, And get clear on that. It's allowed me to make better choices, better actions, and create better evidence that I am capable of taking care of myself, that I am capable of things, right? So I think I agree with that definition of confidence is that feeling and belief that then drives us to show up in ways that confirm that feeling and belief. It's like that cycle. Yeah. 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 And the the piece for me is that it's that one can rely. That Mm. is the biggest thing is that I feel like so often we try to put our self-trust or our confidence in other people, Mm -hmm. right? And then we end up relying on everyone else and wanting them to give us the confidence when Mm -hmm. in reality, the confidence comes from us. And I believe the self-trust, like you you mentioned it perfectly about if you're going to do something and it might be scary, it might be, you know, out of your comfort zone, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that Mm self-trust comes back to you in terms of like, how are you going to take care of yourself if you fail, if you don't do it right, if you don't do that, that's a piece of that. We don't even want to put ourselves out there because we don't create that space of like the trust and knowing that no matter what I got me, right? Like, yes, I have me, I can take care of me. And so that I think is the, like the the building box of this conversation is developing that trust within ourselves that no matter what happens, you know that you have your own back. And if you know that, mm-hmm. you'll be unstoppable. You'll do anything. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, and myself included, is that I've relied on outside sources, outside opinions, outside voices to mm-hmm. create my own self-trust. And it's like, that's just, you have to just do it on your own. So, yes, um, but if I could add to that, because what that just sparked for me, and maybe I'm jumping ahead in the convo, is that when we go to do something and we're, we're stopped, like we can't take that action, we can't, we're doubting ourselves, we're unsure, we can't make decisions, whatever that fear or that anxiety that arises, it's really about knowing that that is you. Like that's not something outside of you, that fear, that doubt, whatever, like that is you speaking to you, that is God speaking to you, that is something to pay attention to. It's not an opportunity to be like oh but because we often avoid it we again we, we don't collect the evidence of what we're capable of can you, so give, we an don't can you give like an example in, like in your life or your yes absolutely or anything like that? yeah i literally just had a client recently who's a perfect example of this because she has struggled with trusting herself to stand up to men and she's always had this since childhood with her father always had this like fear of you know, own it, like being in her power, standing up to men, like she shrinks herself and all of that. And she came to me last week and we worked, we had a session, we worked through it and she had an opportunity to practice that. And she stood up, she processed the fear. Like I walked her through how to process the fear, how to walk, process the sadness. She did it and she stood up to him and she 
is now not the same person she was before mm -hmm. because now she knows what she's capable of. She's collected that evidence that's in her body. Her body will remember what that felt like, that alignment. And that has changed the trajectory, right? Like now she's like, she, her self-image is totally different. And now she's like understanding, not, not just knowing, not just thinking, but physically having the experience of knowing like, oh, I did that. I, I, I held myself. I stood up for myself. I took care of myself. And that builds on itself, right? So mm -hmm. it, it spreads yeah. to other areas of our life, right? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's dive into some of the questions that I have. And yeah. we'll just let the conversation flow and however it goes. Yeah. Um, but the first question I want to ask you is, how do you develop self-trust mm -hmm. or confidence in your emotions? Um, and like, how to develop that trust in terms of like, what are our emotions are telling us? Like you mentioned before, like fear. Like things mm -hmm. like that, like how do our emotions, fear, fear, sadness, mm -hmm. anger, I mean, the emotions that we typically try to avoid, right? Yes. Like I would love to kind of dive into that because I want to create more safety and more, um, mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I just feel like growing up, it was just always like, you don't want to be angry. You don't want to be this. You don't want to be that. Yeah. Angry black woman, yeah. all those different things. Mm -hmm. And so I really mm -hmm. want to like redeem those emotions and those feelings that are just a part of life. That is just who we are. And like, I just love that you, you specifically talk about how it's always communicating with us about something. And so if you could mm -hmm. kind of dive into like, how would you develop that self-trust with anger, with fear, mm -hmm. with sadness, with those type of emotions? Absolutely. Absolutely. So normally when people come to me, they're totally unfamiliar with their emotions. So there is no relationship. They're strangers, right? So we can't trust strangers. We real quick. I read somewhere that was like, we only know like three emotions, like joy, happy, anger, sad. and happiness. Joy, happy, sad. That's like three. Mm -hmm. like eight, 80 plus yeah. 800 million different emotions that we actually feel. And like, so a lot of times we're actually incorrectly um labeling how we're actually feeling because we just don't have the awareness and then yep. we have the awareness for how we're actually feeling then we can actually handle it but that's another conversation but no um, but that, yes that's a, it's the same conversation because not having that awareness not having that trust just comes from that ignorance right we avoid our emotions because we're ignorant we just don't know them right when you and i first met uh, we had to talk, we had to have a conversation, we had to share with each other, we had to listen to each other, like, that is how you build a relationship with anything, anyone, right, and it's the same with our emotions, it's like, are we slowing down and listening to them, are we talking back to, like, I talk to my emotions, okay, I say, okay, fear, why are you here, and it's amazing the kind of realizations we will have by just asking them, you know, like, what are you showing up for, but there is specific reasons that our emotions show up, and our emotions are always they're biological, unavoidable responses to unmet needs. And we do not focus on our needs. We focus on our obligations, our responsibilities. We focus on all these external things, you know, what other people want us to do. And we forget, like, we have these needs. And our yeah. emotions will let us forget. Outside of safety, food, and things yes. that are like, people think that, oh, I just have my basic needs. And if anything mm -hmm. else, it is like, asking for too much but exactly but the beautiful thing is that we have these emotions that we've been designed with that won't let us forget that we have needs because they're always going to show up that discomfort is always trying to get our attention so when it comes to like fear for example 
fear is that instinct that wants you to pay attention. Like fear is that, okay, from a neurological standpoint, when fear shows up, it's all this adrenaline and cortisol that's going to your limbs that wants you to act and wants you to move. And so when I teach people to work with fear, it's about you slowing down to actually hear where you need to pay attention and where you need to be intentional about the steps that you're gonna take, right? Uh, anger, people really misunderstand anger, mm-hmm. but we get into I know, trouble. I know, I for a really long time. I definitely did. Yeah, because we see people being reactive and we think that that is how you express anger or you respond to anger when actually someone being aggressive is a sign that they're not dealing with their anger. They're trying to escape it. And they're doing that by projecting outwardly. If they were actually to deal with their anger, they would see the hurt that they were feeling because of a boundary violation, right? And our boundaries aren't just physical boundaries. We have mental boundaries. Someone telling you, you need to think like this is a boundary violation. You're going to feel like, excuse me, who are you talking to? No, anger is going to show up. Like, I, I am a separate individual from you. You're not allowed to control me. Anger is going to show up, mm-hmm. right? So it's not, it's just understanding that they're saying, hey, these are the ways that you take care of yourself. And that's why when I teach about emotions, it's at the, at the core of it is learning to nurture ourselves, is learning to identify what we need honestly so that these emotions aren't always showing up. That when our needs are met, anger doesn't have joy, to have a job. Love, joy, love, abundance, like all the yes, exactly. Over, creativity, all of that mm-hmm. comes up when you allow the anger, the fear to actually speak. Like, I love that you say mm-hmm. that. Like, we don't, there's this book that I read, uh, I forget who it's by, but she mm-hmm. talks about fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uses this analogy that, like, fear is like, one of like the top CEOs in like a corporation that like manages everything mm-hmm. but instead we only promote the good emotions like joy mm-hmm. happiness mm-hmm. Love, peace like all of mm-hmm. those, those are the ones that we bring up to the top they get promoted they get all the snacks the claim yes. yes and the feelings like or the employees the fear the judgment mm-hmm. the envy the anger the feelings that we all feel all those get shoved downstairs in the mm-hmm. basement with no windows, no light. We don't hear what they have to say and what happens. I know I've been in that space of being mm-hmm. an employee that was undervalued and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. You become angry. angry. You become angry mm-hmm. and you want to yell out and then you mm-hmm. start to come from a place that is um, sometimes irrational because you're like, I'm mm-hmm. not heard. I'm not being spoken mm-hmm. to. You can mm-hmm. take it even another level if those are children, right? Like only a few of them, you bring out, you show out to the world, mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever. And the other kids, the sadness, the anger, the depression, those are the ones we hide. We don't show them. We don't feed them. We don't listen mm-hmm. to them. We don't nurture them. Like when you think about it in that space of like how your emotions are, it's like, ask yourself, like, are you actually listening to these other emotions or are you putting them down in the basement and not letting them speak? Yeah. When they can speak, they have the, the space. They are there to teach you something. They are there to actually um help you and guide you not to like stop you with like you think but that happens when we don't listen to it because then it starts getting irrational then it starts getting like totally not true because it's like i'm gonna say whatever to get this person's attention yes because you're not listening to me the first time i said something right and for Mm -hmm. me i was like oh that makes so much sense and even down to like um lives right like before i felt myself i was like okay i'm being anxious like i felt the feelings and i asked myself okay but why I know mm-hmm. I hadn't done a live in a while. I hadn't 
I didn't quite know like how to like add you on here, this and that. And it was like, okay, you know, go a few minutes before and figure it out. That's all that the fear was telling me. It wasn't telling me that I'm not good enough, that I can't show up on here. It was just saying, hey, go check this one little piece. And so when we can become partners with our emotions, like you'll yeah. see, like that's where the self-trust comes is that we're ignoring a big piece of it. And then we're exactly. wondering why we don't trust ourselves. And it's like, you're not listening to the other half of your employees, like people that are within you. you know? They're about to strike. They're about to call it the former union, okay? Yeah. This is what I mean. Yeah. Like, this is exactly leading back into the self-trust because when we don't listen to those emotions and we don't, like, think about it. If you're not, if you're not listening to your anger, you're trying to repress it, you're trying to avoid it. First of all, that's why we end up depressed because our boundaries keep being violated. There's, you're not like, we're not getting that signal to, like, Right. And so, of course, we're not taking the action that's giving us evidence that we can take care of ourselves because our, we're allowing our, our walls are down. We're allowing people to violate our boundaries if we're not listening to the fear. Right. We're not listening to, like you said, that anxiety being like, pay attention. OK, what is it that you need in this moment to feel a sense of control? OK, I'm going to go and prepare. That's it. Fear mm -hmm. is saying, go and prepare. Get ready. No, and if you're not doing that, you're all over the place, you're scattered, whatever the case may mm -hmm, be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are the actions that you're gonna take? Are those actions gonna reinforce a sense of self-trust? No. But when you can do it, you're like, oh I, I did that. I prepared for this. I can trust myself yeah. to get things done. You know, that is how it ties together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so good. I so good. Um, what would you say are some things that we have to let go of in order to trust ourselves if we feel like we don't know where to start i think personally like i teach my clients there's like a season of like we have to let go of a lot of things mm -hmm. and then we need mm -hmm. to rebuild right based upon the things yeah. we've let go and then we need to learn how to maintain the new beliefs so if it's, as it comes to um mm -hmm. self-confidence what would you say are some things either from your life that you've had to let go of that has um helped you feel more confident or have more self-trust in yourself in your emotions Absolutely. yeah so it comes down to beliefs right the beliefs that i think people talk about limiting beliefs for me it was first and foremost so when i got into recovery for people that don't know my story i came into coaching years after i kind of got clean from drugs and alcohol addiction and during that process is when i had to reconnect to the emotions i had been suppressing for over 10 years right and what i found was that by learning to work with them i had to let go of the beliefs i had about them like i had to let go of that story that there were positive and negative emotions because if i'm thinking you're negative i don't want to work with you like you know like if i have these thoughts like oh, okay i'm gonna avoid you right so i had to say okay you're all here for my benefit so now i can be more open-minded i had to get honest with myself like really honest there's so many times where we'll feel an emotion come up in our body and our mind immediately tries to rationalize why it's not that, why we need to look at something like immediate, how can I get out of this? How can I avoid it? And it's like, no, I have to get really honest before I even try to fix what I'm feeling. I have to just be like, this is what I'm feeling, like acknowledge it. Um, mm -hmm. So having to let go of the resisting it, um, I would also say having to be willing, develop the willingness to actually work through it or rather have it work through me but develop the willingness to have it take time like mm. let go of the rush you know 
we don't need to get rid of the sadness pronto like sometimes we needed to just (laughs) be here for a little while you know i recently lost somebody dear to me and wasn't letting that grief just wash over me for a few days you know like i don't need to rush that experience anymore like i did when i was trying to avoid it so letting go of the letting go of the beliefs that there are good and bad emotions letting go of the you know lying to myself starting to really be honest about what was showing up for me and then letting go of the rushing trying to get rid of it as quickly as possible all has really allowed me to build more faith in myself faith in life really mm-hmm. so that the question of rushing that kind of prompted something in my mind how do you know for you because mm-hmm. i think it's different for everybody because you said you gave yourself a few days to go through the grief how did you know it was a few days that you need how do you because sometimes i feel like i can see even for myself where i've been in cycles where i'm like i need to feel this for like ever <laughs> like when do you know the right time of like and I and I know I think I know the answer is that you have to actually do the actual loop and actually mm-hmm. process the entire emotion. That's mm-hmm. why we aren't finishing it is because we aren't actually closing the loop. And you yep. might be able to better explain that. But do you believe that there's a certain time where it's like, okay, you've been on the same spot for the same amount of time? Like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's absolutely the question that I'm like asking you. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rush, so, but it's like, okay, well, how do you know what's rushing and not rushing? You're giving her some time. That might be some questions that people might be wondering. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. So when I say don't rush, like when I say that grief had to pro- take a few days to process, it's because I have, I'm living my life. I can't yeah. sit. <laughs> I can't pause my job, my toddler. I can't, you know, I can't just give myself the space to move through that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to process you a little bit now and then I got to go work. Or I'm going to process you a little bit now and then I'm going to go deal with my baby. And so that's why it took some time, right? Um, When I speak about, when I teach my clients, the first thing that I do is to teach them how to actually feel their feelings and not think them. And that's a really hard thing for people to grasp. But if you're thinking your emotions, you're not processing them. If you're sitting there and like, so if you're sitting there, and your mind is going and you're reliving the thing and you're thinking about the thing and you're like, but I'm meditating or, okay, I'm mindful, but that's thinking the feeling, not feeling it. We, we literally have to tune into the physical sensations in our bodies. That's the only way to feel your emotions is to not have a thought, is to be so focused on what it feels like to touch my arm or what the energy and like the pain in my shoulder to just be so present with your body. That is what allows that to move through you so that you can get clear on what you need to do next often we try to analyze the feeling right instead of just letting our body do the work yeah and then analyzing what it was showing us that's a different thing um does that make sense yeah no it does i feel like that just happened to me a couple of days ago actually like I was feeling very very overwhelmed and just like anxious and mm-hmm. I'm like I don't have the time to like do anything and I was just like feeling that feeling mm-hmm. and then I I heard my thoughts telling me all these things but then I was mm-hmm. like you know what let me check in with my body for a second here and like my body was actually very calm like I wasn't mm-hmm. like my heart wasn't racing anything like that and I was like oh there's a big disconnect right now from like how what I'm thinking and actually how I'm actually feeling yeah and so I had a moment of actually just like sitting down and just like feeling how 
I was feeling. And mm-hmm. then like within like a few seconds, I was like, oh, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm calm. Like my brain, my thoughts then started to actually like get in alignment with like all the things. I was starting to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that. I'm so grateful for this. And so because I was able to like, my body was like, girl, you're good. Like we're relaxed. Like I wasn't in that flight or flight feeling. Mm-hmm. But because mm-hmm. my thoughts were like, they were on their own <laughs> thing. That's, and that's often it, right? Like, that's the first thing that I do with my clients is like, every day I want you to take, if it's in the shower, whatever, take five minutes and practice this. Because it is something we have to practice because we spend so much of our lives in our head. Okay. We spend exactly. so much of our lives up here. And it's like, all the feelings are happening in mm-hmm. here. You know, I'm going to say the body keeps score of anything that we've experienced, like exactly it all. And so that's why we are actually processing things. We think that we're thinking it, and we've thought about it enough, that's good, but it's like that's why it's still coming back because it's still in your body. You're still getting that anxiety, that heart beating, Mm -hmm. palmy hands, Mm -hmm. whatever those feelings are. um, Mm -hmm. That means it's still there, yeah, still in your body, and that's part of. Building the self-trust is training your nervous system to withstand that physical discomfort because when that feeling used to arise for me, I needed to use drugs. I needed to get out of it. I needed to avoid it because I didn't want, I couldn't handle that. I didn't know what it was. I would panic. Now it's like, okay, fear. Okay, grief. Okay. Okay. And I can sit with it and I can be like, I know my body already knows how this works. It already knows how to process this energy. I don't need to do anything but be with it. But be still literally it's so hard to do though it It is is. because Because it's a a practice like if we look at our toddlers right because we fortunately have kids same age age, and i don't know if your son is on the tantrum tip but my daughter is definitely she loves a good tantrum and i love letting her have them because she'll be throwing herself on the floor she'll be moving you can see her physically moving that energy right? And that's why people love working out at the gym when they get stressed. That's why people love going for walks. It's like, you can be still, you can also move, you know, you can move and let that energy cycle through you. The most important thing is that you don't try to micromanage the process. Mm -hmm. You just let that happen. Because like you said, once you get grounded in your body, your mind becomes so clear. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, I, like I said, because I'm actually doing the work I'm not just like talking about it but like I'm doing it every single day of my life because it's like it's just not working to not feel and process these emotions I know what happens when I don't right I end up mm-hmm. to the Hulk eventually because it all just like comes out and it all bubbles out and I'm like that is not that's not mm-hmm. it right like versus I can I think the biggest piece that you shared is that we can be afraid to feel the, uh, the the discomfort and it's about learning to be uncomfortable with the discomfort of like, Ooh, I'm about to say something that like, Ooh, I don't think that that person is going to like, but I need right. to say it, but mm-hmm. I need to say it because it's my truth. Right. Like mm-hmm. being able to be like birth, like having that, that discomfort, be like, I'm still going to do it. And that's the trust in yourself. It's like, I'm yeah. going to do the things that I need to do to make myself feel safe. After, yes. after you no, know, like depending on however that person reacts, that has that's not my responsibility. Yeah. But yes. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna like trust myself to like say the thing or do the thing or whatever it may be. Um, and I'm gonna that's, that's yeah. I'm sorry, I'm gonna trust myself when the guilt shows up after I piss that person off. 
Yeah. So like, no, I can, I can move through that guilt too. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, those feelings are real too. Like sometimes I do things and I'm like, Ooh, I feel bad about that. That's mm-hmm. okay. A lot of times you're like, I don't want to feel bad. So you literally don't do anything Don't do it because you avoid the emotions that are just there to teach you something. Cause if you feel bad about it, okay, why? What about that specific situation made you feel bad? Yeah. Then you can learn. And, it, and it's like, do you actually feel bad about it? Because that's the biggest thing, too, is like sometimes I, uh, when it comes to self-trust, it's about you trusting how you feel, validating mm-hmm. how you feel. Mm-hmm. And other people are also responsible for that as well for themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know? Not taking responsibility for managing them. Yeah. Just knowing that like, okay, maybe I didn't like how I said it. Maybe I could change how I say it next time. You know, it's there's but always information. Yeah, I meant what I meant. Exactly. And I trust myself today to overcome the the mistakes that we make. You know, like I trust myself to know I can recover from different difficult things. I can learn. I can move through it, and I will be okay. Yes. With because I got me. You know, like I, I got me. Mm-hmm. And that's like the hardest and that's the most, that's the truest thing. Like you have you, right? And that's the mm-hmm. biggest piece of being able to trust how you feel, your emotions, everything like that. I think mm-hmm. is the biggest piece about self-trust. And that's why I love when we were like, even that, right? Like this, us doing this live, I like, you know, was having a conversation with God. I'm like, okay, how do you want me to do this? I've been feeling really compelled to do more lives. And literally your face just popped up on my brain. And I was like, okay, Giselle. And I messaged you too. I was like, I don't know what we're supposed to talk about or do it, but I'm just reaching out because that's just what yeah. my body is telling me that feels good and that feels safe. And mm-hmm. so I'm just glad that I like took that leap and took that like reaching out. Sometimes we just have to like listen to what our bodies are saying because it's not, yeah. our minds can only pull information from the past. The, the past. Experience. Exactly. It cycles it over and over and over again. And we think, oh, that's a new idea. No, it's not. It's been there the whole entire time. It's it's, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, what is something that you do? And I know I want to respect your time here. We are getting out a half hour here, but what's something that you do or like how does self-trust show up for you like every single day, like in your everyday life? Like what are some examples of that? Because I think it's from them. For me personally, I think it's from the moment I wake up and I open my eyes. I have to like trust myself. And I, I might've shared this with you. That's something I, have been doing for like the past month or so um i have right on my wall right next to my bed it's like how are you how or how am i feeling oh yeah on a scale of one to ten. yes yeah yes. i just like ask myself that question on a scale of one to ten how am i feeling and i'm like some days it's a three some days it's mm-hmm. a ten some days it's a seven but like just near me merely even asking myself that question allows me the space to be able to give myself what i need in that moment right because if i am feeling like a three i'm I can communicate to my husband. I can communicate to whoever around me, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm in this space, but I think we just go through life not even feeling like we deserve to even ask ourselves, how are we feeling? I think it's like, 100%. we can just easily be like, oh, I'm good. But are you really, though? Like, <laughs> I cannot. No check in. Don't ask yes. me. Like, if I ask you how you're doing, I want to really know how you're doing. I mean that. Mm-hmm. Not just a. But you have to. Whatever. No. You can't. You yeah. can't answer if you don't know, right? Like, and the first, the first question I ask when I get new clients is like, "How are you feeling?" Like, I don't know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because we don't know, right? We don't spend time to actually get familiar. Like each emotion we experience in a different part of our bodies, but when we when we don't know how to work with our emotions, it just feels like a full body experience. Like we don't even know 
how to pinpoint it or feel familiar with which are the ones that are actually showing up for me right now. For me, I think right now, self-trust for, for me looks like trusting in God, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. not trust, not, not, mm-hmm. yep. not making myself responsible for everything and all of it you know like trusting myself enough to be like I can let go I can surrender and be okay Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what it looks like for me right now honestly because I have so many balls in the air so many things that I'm juggling Mm -hmm. and my emotions are letting me know and I'm hearing them I'm gonna deal with it um but it's just that that because I'm familiar with that and how it speaks to me and communicates to me I can say okay I it doesn't have to be all on me and I think Again, when I teach people about nurturing themselves, we hear self in it and we think like, and I'll be all, you know, self-love, self-care, self this. It's like, yes, but we exist in community. We exist, you know, in a world that's bigger than us. And it's not part of self-care, self-trust is knowing when we need support, is knowing when we can't do it all on our own. Mm And trusting that, so letting that be okay too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It goes back to the definition of confidence, right? Uh, that one can rely on someone or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he exactly. Says, like that's what it is. If you don't rely on yourself, if I can't rely on myself or trust mm-hmm. myself, I can definitely trust God, right? And so it's like those two go hand in hand always. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have that trust, and so it's like, I love that you that you um share that because I think it's very very true, and it's about us just not judging ourselves for how we feel like you mentioned something before about there's no such thing as good and bad emotions that's something that i'm learning as well is Mm -hmm. to not judge myself for when i feel sad or when i feel resentful or when i feel angry or anything like that Mm -hmm. like instead of judging it it's just get curious ask why you're feeling that way Mm -hmm. and validate your own damn self like that's a big therapist told me she was like because I'm a talker, right? I like to talk things out. And so I like to mm-hmm. share certain things with people. And a lot of times I'm like seeking validation Absolutely. for other people. Absolutely. And it's like, but that's not their job, like at all. Like if I feel a way, like I don't need other people to be like, oh yeah, I agree with you. Or, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I validate that. It's like, as long as you feel it, that is validation in itself. And so when we stop going and seeking it from other people, we'll start to actually like love ourselves again is start to like give ourselves that grace and that peace and that like self-compassion compassion which we can then give for other people too but it starts with us giving it to us first i need to interject i need to interject because this <laughs> Please, is something that, you know it's something that's so common right and, and spoken about so much but you know i'm always the descending voice that reminds people that external validation is a need it is a need mm-hmm. and there are times when we do depend on it to get through moments mm-hmm. right like there are times when I need you that's been through more than me to validate that I will get through where I'm at right now. Right. You know, I'll get yep. to the other side. Like there are times, like our, we were literally built with mirror neurons. Like our children learn how they feel by looking at us and how we respond to them, right? And that's how we learn to suppress our feelings. So the external validation is important as well. But yes, like you said, we need to be able to honor what we're feeling and know that that on its own is still important that on its own is still valid and that before we can even kind of look outside of us we need to know what we feel like i can't communicate what i'm feeling with you if i haven't if i haven't listened to it 
I haven't figured it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think sometimes we can, for me, let me speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I will try to process it by talking versus being yeah. like, this is how I feel. I know how I feel. And now I'm just going to share it with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change or do anything. I'm just letting you know <laughs> how I feel. Not because I've already made that um, connection, with, it. I already, connection mm-hmm. with myself that I know this is true. You can't really sway how I feel. My, my nephew, um, real quick, he, just a real quick story. What did mm-hmm. he do? He was talking to like his older brother and he like, had a paper cut or something like that and he was like the other one's like it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt like whatever whatever he's like stop crying about it and my nephew was like how do you know are you in my body can you yeah can you how do you know you tell me and he's like no he's like exactly and i'm telling you it hurts and i was like the wisdom of babes yeah the wisdom of babes and i was like that's so true like no one can tell you how you feel like you're not in my body period exactly that we can end on that yes (laughs) i think at this point he was like seven or eight and i was like listen that and that is where we need to get back to right remember how you trusted yourself when you were a kid Remember how you knew what you felt and you didn't question it. You went to your parents and you cried when you were hurting. You went to that. You threw attention when you were angry. You trusted that. Yeah. And then the That's world makes you not trust it anymore. And so that is, I think, where the work is. That's where you guys need to make sure that you follow Giselle because that is the type of work that she does to help you remember to retrust those emotions, to retrust those feelings. Um, anything that you can anything else you want to kind of wrap up on or like share or anything that you're working on or anything that you think would be helpful for people like a one-step thing or like the one thing you can do today to start building your self-trust or just anything i want to leave people with like tangible things i think for Mm -hmm. me the one tangible thing is asking yourself writing it down having it on a a post-it how am i feeling on a scale of one to ten and asking yourself Mm -hmm. that every single day and just depending on how that changed. And then you can also notice your emotions, like what it, what it does feel like when you're at a 10, right? Mm-hmm. What, is, what happens when you feel like you're at a one typically? And sometimes you can kind of do that. So that's my one tangible tip, but I would love to hear love. something that you want to share for the people listening. Yeah, I would say the one tangible tip I want you to do when you're in the shower later today or whenever you're watching this, next time you're in the shower, I want you to just be very, very present with your body. Like, I want you to notice what that water feels like. I want you to notice where there's tingling, where there's a sensation, where there's discomfort. I want you to, like, wriggle if it feels right to wriggle. I just want you to spend that moment with your body, not thinking, not doing any analyzing, not trying to find out what, just, Uh we have to, I can tell you this all day, but it's something you have to experience what it's like to actually be fully present with yourself and your body. And the more you do that, the more you strengthen that trust that you have. When that discomfort shows up, you'll know how to you'll know how to connect to it and trust it mm-hmm. that you'll be okay. And not even it's just that discomfort, but that knowing, just that mm-hmm. peace, like also that, like the yes. love, like all of those feelings too. I think are very important when we can connect to our bodies. Absolutely, um, you know, and I. That's I why love we're so present. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, yeah. becoming a mother made me love the shower. Oh my god, I've always <laughs> loved the shower, but now it's a whole that's new. All- yeah that's time with my yourself it's time with like, yourself done here? And he's like, Mommy, done here? and i'm like no, no. <laughs> but yeah it's something that we do every day right hopefully so yeah. since you're doing it anyway 
make it an intentional moment for you to really really connect to your body mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so good so good all right guys well that is it that is our conversation today on self-trust and i hope you guys found this helpful and useful let me see if there's any comments on here and i'll try to love you both yeah that and i will add the replay so you guys can watch this later because i think this is very very important i think we dropped a lot of good gems on here that can just help you and i hope at the end of the day that you just felt that um gave yourself permission to just trust yourself and to trust mm -hmm. how you feel trust your emotions just trusting that and don't let the world tell you that your feelings are valid and that they aren't important and things like that because you are the only person who knows that like my nephew said <laughs> my body can you handle this no, you cannot. So, yes, that is all. Well, thank you so much, Giselle. I really do appreciate you. And um, hopefully we'll be too. able to do another conversation. If you guys have questions or want us to do another one and mm -hmm. dive deeper, definitely leave them in the comments. Um, and hopefully we can make that happen. Absolutely. All right. And where can everyone find you real quick? Oh, yes. Find me, Mighty underscore emotions on Instagram. And you can also go to MightyEmotions.com. And... Yeah, join me there. All things. Okay, well, thank you guys so much. I hope you all have a great Friday, and we will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.